Good morning. My name is Dewan Nelson and I will be your moderator for this class. Welcome to another lecture given by the members of the Southfield, Michigan class. This is a school and not a church and neither are we affiliated with any religious organizations. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicating to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his internal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Marvin Lewis, and the President, Dr. Edward Ewell, the Vice President, Dr. Ron Atkins. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The apostle Paul filled with the Holy Spirit tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many, but we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name, a minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, nor the Latin language have any characters or letters in their alphabet that will produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of their true and original name of our father and his son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because the cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. 
Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, a superincorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua, the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question that we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preference of the Holy Name Bible. Also, at this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary constitutional objectives and aims are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without the distinction of race or nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern, practical, and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And 10th, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace. Our slogan 
and speak the truth. Once again, I'd like to say good morning uh, to the class. We will have our class uh, dedicated this morning in prayer by uh, the Vice President, Dr. Ron Atkins. Also, our scripture reading will be uh, John, St. John, the 11th chapter, read by Dr. Lauren Lewis. I'm sorry, uh, let me, I have an amendment. Um, amendment. Here we go. Scripture is John, uh, the 11th, 1 through 44th verse, Dr. Lewis. I'd like to say good morning to the class. Good morning. And may we bow our hearts and minds in a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father Yahweh, we thank you once again for allowing us to learn of you as you really are and actually exist. <clears throat> Father, we ask that you continue to guide us through these perilous times. Father, we know that each and everything that we do, we need to give thanks to you because we know that you are the author and finisher of our faith. Father, we ask that you continue to guide and protect us. We ask all these things in your son, our brother, Yahshua, the Messiah's name. Let us all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd like to say good morning to the class. Good morning. And I'll be reading out of the King James Version, substituting the true names where appropriate. And the Holy Name Version will be excuse me, displayed on your screen. That is John, the 11th chapter, verse 1 through 44. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed Yahshua with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brothers Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him saying, Rabbi, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. <clears throat> when Yahshua heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of Yahweh, that the son of Yahweh might be glorified thereby. Now Yahshua loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, he saith he to his disciples. Let us go into Judea again. His disciples saith unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Yahshua answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Rabbi, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Yahshua spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest and sleep. Then said Yahshua unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. 
Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Then when Yahshua came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Mary and to Martha to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Yahshua was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Yahshua, Rabbi, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of Yahweh, Yahweh will give it thee. Yahshua saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Yahshua said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, yea, master, I believe that thou art the Messiah, the son of Yahweh, which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, the master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now, Yahshua was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Yahshua was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Rabbi, if thou hast been there, my brother had not died. When Yahshua therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Rabbi, come and see. Yahshua wept. Then said the Jews, behold how he loved him. And some of them could not, excuse me. <clears throat> and some of them said, could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused even this man should not have died. Yahshua therefore again groaning in himself coming to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Yahshua said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Rabbi, by this time he stinketh. He hath been dead four days. Yahshua saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou should see the glory of Yahweh. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Yahshua lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me. 
And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was bound, excuse me, and he that was dead came forth, bound head and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Yahshua saith unto them, loose him and let him go. That was John, the 11th chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much to uh, Dr. Atkins uh, for uh, the beautiful prayer and Dr. Lauren Lewis for today's scripture. Once again, I would like to say welcome uh, to another class. Uh, we are uh, glad to see everyone back uh, to our visiting brethren, various schools, uh, and also, of course, our local uh, brethren. Today's class, uh, before I start, I want to remind all participants to make sure that you silence all your devices uh, and that uh, unless you're called or you don't want to uh, unmute, your, unmute your mic or share your video. It was a great pleasure today to, for me to call on our first speaker for today uh, from the Southfield class, Dr. Mary Taylor. I know Dr. Taylor may be at work. Just give her another second to see if she's going to. All right, Dr. Taylor is usually at work at this time, so we're going to get go ahead and move to our next speaker. And also from our Southfield class, it's a pleasure to call on Dr. Marcus Brazil. Uh, good morning, Dr. Chris. Uh, can you hear me? Good morning. Yes, we can. It is truly a pleasure to have a name to say about uh, this Southfield and the truth that we have come to understand. I kind of am um, thankful myself to have an opportunity to have anything to say because um, as of late, y'all always been telling me that the things that's going on in the world and as a prayer was said, the prayer is times that we have to trust our creator more and more. And he is allowing us to understand that he is totally in control of everything. Now, as the scripture lesson was, was uh, portraying that there's power in believing Yahweh, because uh, the, the part we sum up is that I am the resurrection. Can you have that read again? Where he said that him that believed in him would never die, or it says it in that in the scripture lesson. Yes, that is John 11, and I'll start at 21. Mm -hmm. Then said Martha unto Yahshua, Rabbi, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of Yahweh, Yahweh will give it thee. Yahshua mm -hmm. saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Yahshua said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. 
-hmm. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Thank you. I, I said, believest thou this? Believing in the name of Yahshua Sai, which means salvation or resurrection, because he said, I am the resurrection. But if you pay attention, he went on to prove what he just said, because Lazarus was dead. He said, Lazarus dead, and he made him alive. And he just proved his words right there. And I, and I was, you know, and it, and it dawns on me where, and the next thing he said, if you believe in him, that you live, you said, never does. What does that mean? You're not, not dead physically. That means being alive spiritually. You know, that's about after pass and be dead, like as he proved with Lazarus, yeah, he's dead. But the power is not in the flesh, it's in the spirit. It's Yahweh, your spirit and in, in, in life. Now that's what he's been telling me that we all should pass through through this this life, but the power is in, in Yahshua. The a refuge in Yahshua. It's not just how can I say it? It's not just um Believing on him, it's not just that. It's, you got to understand that everything that you that's going on, like let's say an example, uh, you have fear, you have depression, you have um, anxiety, stuff like that. If you understand that, you always is the life of all that. I mean, he, he gives you he's the healer, he's the provider, he's he's the resurrection, he's the he's. The, Peace, he's, he's joy, he's all those things. He's not just, you know, he's betraying all those things. What y'all been telling me is that you have to understand, you have to put your whole heart trust in Yahshua and everything. Not just the small things, not just the big things, but all things. You know, the little the little things. I mean, that seem to be little, but they're big. They're come, you know, problems, little small problems that you don't think you have. Bring it to Yashua. And, and then it's, it's just amazing because I'm, I'm thankful to have anything to say on myself because I remember myself where I didn't have any words to say or anything like that. And I had to ask Joshua, literally ask Joshua to give me the words to say. Give me the, the strength to say. Give me, take away my fear of speaking or saying anything. And you know, he just, and he will do that. And I'm just thankful myself that the grace he's given me to even keep his name, keep his, what's going on. Like, um, I listen to the news all the time. And for a long time, I mean, it didn't bother me for a while. And as of late, it's the person telling me as of late, I got real sick to my stomach because these things that we've been talking about all our lives, end of times, things like that, Yahweh's, making it come to pass in things and events of the world and things like that. And it had to and what happened if you understand with the whole war and everything like that, Yahweh had reminded me about the Daniel chart. I'm like, oh wow, that's right. Russia is on there. It's been on there. And <laughs> and then what happened to me it, 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 gave, it gave me peace because that reminded me that Yahweh is in control of all things. No, he's controlling all things. I mean, he's controlling the, the situation over there, the situation over here, the situation with the class, the situation, anything, anything going on. 
if you understand that Yahweh is in control of all those things, it gives you peace and trust. It increases your, your faith in him. Just like him being the awestruck original pattern of the universe. Understand that that pattern has been in the book all this time. The two, how can I say it? The two, this vision had that was given by Dr. Clay and given has given the true interpretation of that book that everybody reads, everybody has on the on their counter and, and on their arm. And the truth is right there. But if Yahweh don't reveal his name, his nature, his true as the first aim says, help you find Yahweh, help you find and know Yahweh as he really is. And actually as actually exists, how he really is and actually exists. If he don't reveal that to you, you can read right over it. And look right at the same things we're looking at. And how can we see something that they don't see if you're if it's not if your eyes are beholding? And it says that in the book, give you a tip. He says, him that reads, let him understand, it's right there. And it adds that other question. He asked the disciples, ask them, why do you speak in parables? We have that read too, which says, why do you speak in parables? But he says to you to understand, I don't know where that's at. But what I'm saying is that if you don't, you don't reveal himself to you, I don't understand, reveal his name to you, through his nature, his makeup, what he really was doing back then when he was walking the earth plane, when he meant what said, I am the resurrection, when he meant what he said, I am the door, I am the life, I am the bread, all those things. Uh, I don't know if that scripture is where it says, uh, why do you speak in parables? Uh, someone that had, the scribes had asked him the question, why do you speak in parables? And he had revealed to them, it's to you to know, but it's them not to know at that point. I don't know where that's at, but it's in, in the scripture. And he, he told them directly. Do you know the scripture I'm talking about? Uh, yes, and we're looking. Okay. But yeah, that's just the, the understanding that I have it too. Okay, go ahead. That's Matthews 13 and 10. Uh-huh. And the disciples came and said, well, I can, uh, well, okay. The, uh, Matthews 13 and 10. And the disciples came and said unto him, why speakest thou unto par Why speakest thou unto them in parables? Mm -hmm. He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it is not given. What does he have to say? Keep going. For whosoever hath, to mm -hmm. him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever have not, from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because mm -hmm. they seen, see not, and hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. Right. So that's, 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 that's the power of Yahweh. You can't, you can't, if you only have a purpose for them to see and you to see and them to not know and you to know, how gracious to you can be not to boast on what you know, to you know, look down on somebody, and go, oh, look what I got, look what y'all saying. Starts to be just even more humble that Yahweh picked you besides this one, picked, you know, made you see this and you. You see, they're reading the same thing and they don't see what you're looking at. You know what I'm saying? That's what Yahweh has me at, where the things that we understand is the gift of Yahweh. The things that we know, the things that we come to have peace with, the world or in turmoil with, 
is Yahweh giving. And Yahweh has to remind me that every time that I go out and I'm traveling and I'm looking at things and I'm listening to this, listening to that, that he's got that in control. Why is this one, you know? And, he, and it kind of gets to you sometimes where uh, masses, and, you know, say masses and masses. I can say masses and masses, you know, people passing away and things like that. And just, you know, just masses of people, just, you know, children and things like that. And I have to understand that these things are, are to look up at our example to say that even though that that is happening, that is Yahweh has a purpose in why it's happening. Yahweh has a purpose of why that's going on. And some people can't take that. Some people can't take that. Talk about the end of the age. Some people can't take that we're talking about war and things like that and turmoil. Can't look at the news and can't, can't, can't handle it, you know? And, and you can you see that in the world, people, you know, think there's no way out, you know? But if you understand, you, you believe Yahweh, understand what Yahweh has done, Every single time he's given a way out. Every single age, every single example, every single example, even the example of um children of Israel down in Egypt. They're down in bondage. There seemed to be no way out. Yahweh made a way out of that. Made a way of salvation. Even with the ark, that was a way of salvation in no time. You know, even the way in back, back in Adam and Eve, there was a way out, there's a way of salvation through that. He's always done that. He's always done that. And then come down out here, you think, there is a way out. There's a way of, of salvation, a way of having peace in, in these hard times, a way of having joy and being, being just at peace or not just, no, not be like, not just like things, not the peace of the world, like the peace is okay, well, I'm happy for a moment. But the kind of peace I'm talking about is we, where you understanding what's going on. And that doesn't really sway you. It doesn't really make you depressed. It don't make you, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? You understand what Yahweh's doing. When you really understand what Yahweh's doing and believe what he's doing, and then it's in, you know, involved, you know, that these age, like other ages, must come to a, a close. And the, but that's not the end of, of you, you're in Yahshua. You know what I'm saying? That's what Yahweh has to remind you of. And you, if you believe Yahweh, then or you have trust in Yahweh, and then that's that, that's what's going on. I don't know if I'm making, I'm making sense, but that's what Yahweh has me at right now. Not to ramble on, not to say something that's outrageously crazy, but Yahweh puts you in a certain place, and you have to understand where you're at until you until you resurrect from that place. You understand what's going. You have to understand what's going on with yourself, and Yahweh had me just be still and be quiet for a while. But there's things that. That you must, that you must, must say. If you're not saying it to anybody else, you're saying it to Yahweh Himself. You know what I'm saying? So understand any testimonies you do have, you understand that Yahweh has given you that to say. It is not something that's rambling over. Yahweh has given you something to get off your chest and heart, and mind. But it's to Him. It's not to, to control or to. Sometimes it's up to the body. Sometimes it's just for you. But understanding that Yahweh has put you in place that your strength, your strength is not of yourself. Your, your peace is not of yourself. You can't make yourself happy. You can't, it's not going to happen in this world. So that's what Yahweh has me in. But I'm thankful to have just any utterance to, to say thanks to Yahweh that he's, that he's given me that. It's given me that utter peace, that utter joy, that my confidence is always been my confidence that Yahweh is controlling all things. That's my peace. That is my true peace. And this, in listening to the gospel, listening to the story of God's Messiah, 
how he's accomplished our salvation, accomplished through Joshua's side, has Yahweh come down as Joshua, and what he was doing all the time he was walking in the earth plane in the end body of Joshua Messiah. The things he was doing, understand what he was doing, why he was doing it, what he was saying, why he was saying it, that is an awesome thing. And I'm letting you listen to it, you take it for granted that you listen to it, you can understand what was going on, but you turn around and look at other ones, that's why you want to enjoy it and, and what you call it, invite ones in, because you want to share that peace that you have. You see they're not at peace, you see they have turmoil, and if you have just an inkling of what you got, just an inkling, not even they got to understand a whole bit, just the small part that gives you peace, you need to share that, that is also the thing. And that's my, that's my prayer. I have one ones that I've that I've seen that's in turmoil, and you want to share it, but you can't just share it like that. You have to wait till y'all will give you the uh, inkling, wait till y'all will give you the words, what to say and when to say it, and that's awesome. And so my piece is, is that that's my piece, that's my joy, and I'm thankful that Yahweh just gives me that little bit. And uh, all I've said, I'm going to give all praise to Yahshua Messiah for giving me the opportunity, and say hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Brazil, for that beautiful testimony. And for our next speaker, it's with pleasure to call, also for myself in class, the Vice President, Dr. Ron Atkins. I'd like to say good afternoon to the class. And it is such a pleasure to to be here, to be around. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the scripture lesson and um, the previous speaker. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, the previous speaker talked about the news. Uh, you know, my mother passed in uh, 02. And before she passed, uh, she said, uh, son, she said, I, uh, the things that I hear in the news, I had just never heard these things in my life before. That's 02. It's 22 now. So can you, can you imagine? I, I thought about that when uh, Dr. Brazil was talking. And uh, so all of the things that have transpired, I mean, you got, I mean, the devil is just rampant. You, you guys, you, you, you listen to the news. I mean, you know, a young lady have a baby, cut the cord, leaves the baby on the ground. I mean, it, these stories go on and on. Uh, folks, I, can't, I still can't believe that people are still breaking and entering people's homes. But I, you know, I know, I know all of that stuff is worldly. And this is a spiritual school. I know, but we are in the world and, and you know, we, we are still, you know, we have to abide by the speed limit being 25. If you go 30 or 40, somebody gonna pull you over, you get a ticket. So if you break these laws, you, you got something coming. But, but why, why are we here? We, we are here because our founder had a vision in, in June of 1931 and, um, the, the thing about that, I, I, you know, I've been hearing that he had a vision in 1931. I finally opened up the, the textbooks to read 
And uh, my, my son-in-law told me that the class uh, went through the uh, textbooks. And man, I, I hate that my wife and I, we really missed that. And every time, uh, and I, I really hope that we get a chance to go through those textbooks again so I can have my pen and paper uh, ready to go. And, and we, we were admonished by uh, Dr. Leatherberry a little while ago that he, he was trying to get us to read that textbook. But it's so much information where Dr. Kenley is telling us about the vision that he had. He proves it through the pictorial illustrations and he proves it in these textbooks. See, I'm, I'm, you know, I say it all the time. I'm, I'm not, I'm not that smart, but boy, I tell you, you cannot attend the Institute of Divine Metaphysical Research and not learn something about our Creator, whose name is Yahweh. You, you, you cannot attend these classes and not learn something about who Yahweh is and how He actually exists. And, and, and that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Dr. Kenley had that vision and we are thankful. You know, you know, the Moses chart is on the screen now. Moses had a vision. You know, I mean, that, that it's awesome. How could he write the law? He, he wasn't in the beginning. Somebody give me Genesis one and one. That's Genesis one and one. <clears throat> In the beginning, would you like the King James? I'm sorry, or holy name? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'm after that. Is Genesis one and one. In the beginning, Elohim created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Okay, the thank spirit. you, Rita. Thank you, Rita. That's all I wanted. In the beginning. In the beginning of what? If Moses is the accredited author of the law, he wrote in the beginning. We know Moses wasn't in the beginning. We know the Bible was not in the beginning. It's, the earth was void and without form we just read that but moses had a vision our founder had a vision isaiah had a vision jeremiah had a vision uh is that Habakkuk? Habakkuk six and four where it speaks about another vision Habakkuk two That is Habakkuk two and one. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Mm -hmm. And Yahweh answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. See, see, thank you, Rita. Thank you so much. See, see, uh, you know, the, these things that that uh, the pre—I mean, the previous speaker talked. I mean, I, I agree with the previous speaker. I mean, 
you know, uh, how Yahshua himself physically can talk to some people and then he talked to other people. Well, he's, he's talked to us. Just like when you hold your hand out and how can we see the why in our hands? And then when you show it to other people, they can't see it. We, we, we are simply blessed. We, we are blessed. Something as simple as us breathing. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. See that? You know, man, can, can you believe? They, they, they say that we, we breathe. See, they laugh. But Noah, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to rain. But what, what people don't know, don't understand that before rain started raining, before rain, before water started coming out of the sky, it had not happened. So when it happened, it was all, it was devastating. And he brought forth the rainbow and said that he would not destroy the earth again. You know, I'm, I'm older now. My, my brothers and sisters are older now. My, my sister, she, all of these years, seeing that rainbow in the sky. Can, can you get that? I mean, we, we, when we say things, you know, we, we like to try to try to prove it, that he would bring the bow. And then we got, we got an L bow. But can we, can we get that about the rainbow? Yes. I believe that Dr. is. Dr. Nelson, if you have it, go ahead. Yes, I do. That is Genesis. And I'm going to start at... Um, 11th chapter, uh, I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 9, verse 11. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of a flood. Neither shall, shall there anymore be a flood to destroy the earth. And Yahweh said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. See what I'm saying? You see yeah. what I mean? See, we, we've learned these things in this school. This school, you know, it may seem like, you know, ain't nothing happening. You know, we don't, we don't have a, a mega church. We don't have thousands of people. We, we got thousands of people throughout the world. But I'm talking about these mega churches. You know, the preacher says, uh, I, got, I, got, I got a jet, but I need a more modern one. Yeah, okay. But, but I, uh, uh, in the textbooks, uh, readers, uh, I, I won't be long. I just want to say a few things that was on my heart and mind. Uh, can we get the textbooks? And um, this would be... Uh, the introduction. You know, Dr. Kenley had the vision in June of 1931, and he wrote down what 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 he what he saw. He had a vision and a divine revelation. <clears throat> and in the textbooks, Volume One, uh, page uh, three, 
And he, where it says, uh, Yahshua the Messiah charged his disciples after his resurrection from the grave as a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. And he told yes. them to go the, the, go the air for. Readers, can you pick it up right there for me, please? Page yes, three, the introduction. Yes, that's volume one. Yes, ma'am. That is page <clears throat> three. And yeah. it is the one, two, three, fourth paragraph down. Yeah. Yahshua the Messiah charged his I'll wait till they display it. Okay. Where is it in the introduction or where is it? Yeah, just go to page three, Dorian. And yeah, it's, it's the in the introduction. Fourth paragraph down. Yep, right there before it starts talking about the peace mission. Yep. Yahshua the Messiah charged his disciples after his resurrection from the grave as a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45, to go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing or immersing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age or world. Okay, okay, Rita, hold on right there. Now, this, of course, is after he, after Yahshua walked around, he died, he buried, and he resurrected, as, as it said there. And he told his disciples, go, go ye therefore, teaching them, baptizing them, baptizing or immersing. But but you notice here, I mean, it says nothing about water. It's, it says baptizing or immersing. I mean, you know, we, we, we'll look that up. But, but anyway, uh, continue on. I'm, I'm after a point here, Rita. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Therefore, it has been the Holy Spirit, which is Yahshua the Messiah or the Comforter. John 14 and 26. And those who are preaching the true gospel of the kingdom that has really done the preaching all down through this present age of grace since Pentecost. We therefore, having this ministry, 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 6, have had the awesome responsibility to see to it that this true gospel of Yahshua be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end of the world or age come. Matthew 24, 14. Accordingly, we have gone on three ecclesiastical peace missions in the past five years and have met with religious and political heads and expounded unto them this gospel. The breakdown is as follows. Okay, Rita, you can stop right there. You, you guys see... see um, ecclesiastical peace missions in the past five years. This is our founder talking before he took off the flesh. And, and reader, I mean, I mean, just some of the, the countries that this gospel has been preached. I mean, you, you, you're looking at London, England, Tokyo, Japan, Sydney, Australia. This gospel right here. See, see, when you walk up to somebody and you and you know they da, 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 you know we talking. I mean, 
man, this gospel is, is awesome. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we, we are a part of, man, this is huge. And that's, that's what I was after, that right there, that this gospel, the Institute of Divine Metaphysical is, is in Canada. It's, 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 it's overseas, it's in other countries. The founder even, he was, he was admonished by the creator himself. When we tell him that he had a vision direct from the creator of heaven and earth, people start laughing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, you know, they laughed when, when Noah was telling them that it was gonna rain. But when Yahweh closed that door, that one, one entrance and one exit, it had one door, Yahweh, clo- when he closed that door, see, I don't know where that scripture is. You got to seek ye Yahweh while he may be found. What, that's what the scripture said, while he may be found, because it may be one day where he won't be found. That's all I'm saying. You, you know, I, that was on my heart and mind. That, that's really all I had to say. And it was so nice being in class, you know, seeing, seeing, you know, some of the members, you know, Dr. Walker, we, we you know, we just don't see one another. And uh, man, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we just, I'm, I'm just asking Yashua every day, every day to continue to admonish me to learn of him mm-hmm. and uh and those kind of things somebody get me uh matthew 11 28 through 30 and i'm gonna finish with that that's matthew 11 and 28 um mm-hmm. i'm sorry mm-hmm. i'm sorry hold on okay that's matthew's 11 and 28 mm-hmm. come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, see, excuse me, Dr. Nelson. See, this is this is what Yahshua said. This is what he said. Uh, you know, the scriptures that we went over in the introduction, those scriptures that are right there, just write those scriptures down and go and read what it says right there. Mm-hmm. I, I was admonished to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the scriptures are right there. So this Matthew 11 and 28, Yahshua is, is he's, he's telling the disciples right right then and there what to do and that's admonishing us to do the same thing mm-hmm. the, the Gentile was grafted in we're part of this we 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 are a part of this we we are I'm, I'm sorry reader can you mm-hmm. uh start that over please yes come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, and 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 uh, that's all I have to say right now. I'm I'm really hoping that somebody just got, man, if you just got a little some some, I mean, all praises. I'm just like the previous speaker, all praises and Glory goes to our our brother and the Holy Spirit, Yahshua the Messiah. Uh, let us all say hallelujah. 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 Thank you very much, Dr. Atkins. Mm-hmm. 
For our next speaker, it is a pleasure to call on Dr. Dwan Nelson. Good afternoon, uh, class. Good afternoon. And uh, it is indeed a, a pleasure to to once again be in attendance, excuse me, <coughs> and to just to be able to sit and listen to this gospel, I really appreciate it and um, enjoyed the previous speakers uh, and Dr. Atkins' uh, testimony. Um, <clears throat> and what it, what it made me feel, that's what I've been feeling for, especially these last couple of weeks, has just been so excited to be invited to the party. And, uh, I didn't mean that to rhyme like that, but <laughs> um, I just wanted the expression that I that I've been having is just one uh, one of gratitude um, and appreciation to Yashua uh, for allowing us, you know, saying and allowing me, you know, as a, this has been my prayer to even be privy to these things that uh, a lot of times, you know, um, a lot of times. In past times, the focus hasn't been on, you know, saying how marvelous, how awesome. I don't even know the words um, to say, but it's just one of those things where, you know, you just awesome when Yahweh causes you these moments to kind of step back and look at, look at what you're looking at. Do you see what you're seeing? Do you understand what you're witnessing? Do you, do you, Realize what you're living. You know, are you conscious of what's in you? Do you know what you know? These kind of things is the kind of conversation that he, that he has with me often, and it's kind of causing me to um, be cognitive of that more um, often. I guess to be present in that space more often. Uh, teeter totter in this world going back and forth with this world the things that yahweh presents us in this world and uh it could definitely be quite a distraction it could definitely be uh sometimes even a um you know a giant obstacle you know what I'm saying that's trying to keep you uh from you know saying what it is that yahweh has said and it's all the examples and the witnesses that we read about <clears throat> in the bible uh, you see that this is this this uh, this occurrence is not one that's exclusive to you and I, but it's been the it's the um, the way it works, for lack of a better word, uh, back you know lack of better words. It's the way that Yahweh calls it to be, um, you know, and that's the reason why statements that are made like Yahshua is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the teacher. He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. These statements are not just statements that are made, but they're made for a particular reason. Why does the Holy Spirit have to bring things back to your members? Because you're going to forget them. You're going to get sidetracked. You're going to lose sight of things. But Yahweh, you know, not losing one, is always merciful, comes and grabs his son. You think about the allegories and the metaphors. Moses was a shepherd. You know, he came, he was raised down in the house of Pharaoh, came up in royalty. Pharaoh was the God of that world at that time. So he was raised up in royalty. You see what I'm saying? But then Yahweh's story, you know what I'm saying, wasn't to leave Moses there. 
And so we know the story. He had to flee. He had to, he had to flee after murdering that Egyptian. He had to go out into the wilderness. And there Yahweh made him a shepherd. Now, this is an allegory. You know what I'm saying? Because Yahshua comes in and says, now, my sheep hears, hear my voice. But Yahshua became the, the true shepherd. Oh. And we being his sheep, me being the one who, <coughs> excuse me, him be we being the ones who are um, caused to hear his voice and to obey his command by merely his spirit in us, placed in us. You see what I'm saying? I have a I have a lab a Labrador mixed with a Australian cattle dog which you know, I didn't know this before. It's not like I have a, an acumen necessarily on dogs, but of course I got one and I looked it up. These used to, to herd sheep, <clears throat> to get them in the order, to put them in line, to rear them back in, to keep them you know, where they want them to be at. So, you know, so, or it's an order thing. So Yahweh has caused his sheep, you know, which, is the, which are truly the sons of Elohim, to hear his voice, to rear men, when I was talking with a friend of mine, who she grew up in class as well. But I was talking with, uh, you know, with her, and we were talking about. I was just talking about the experiences that I've, I've had growing up, <clears throat> and uh, you know, it's a point in time when you identify with things. You know, you want to be like this one or that one. You know what I'm saying? Or you want to do this and you know do that and you run with the crowd. I think everybody has that time frame. You know, uh, Yahweh quickly shows you, you know, if you're growing up as one of his, that you are not none of them. You're not any of them, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of, you know, just speaking of my personal experiences, I bumped my head a lot of times trying to identify with something that I was not, you know what I mean? Um, and trying to, you know, find my way. But Yahweh has a particular, specific purpose for his. And you have to liken it to, you know, we take physical things to understand some spiritual. So you and your house have certain rules. My son called me, uh, texted me the other night last week. I was telling my mother about this. And he texted me, Daddy, can you help me with mom? <laughs> and he said, uh, mom is being mean. And so I called him on his iPad and I talked to him. He's whispering because he's not even supposed to be on his iPad. So he's whispering. He's saying, you know, I was I stayed at the park. It got a little dark, and mom mom came in. All my friends were still out, so I stayed. And mom came and made me come home and made me go to bed. And he was just so distraught. And I said, "Well, Aiden, I was like, well, your mom's rules are to win for you to be home when." He was like, "Before you know, before the dark, whatever the time that she had set for him." I said, "And then did you?" He was like, "Well, no, because all my friends." I said, "Well, then." There's consequence. There's a rule, and you oh. have to follow your mother's. Rules. Those are the rules of her house. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? The other people's rules they don't apply to you. That's your mother. You see what I'm saying? And I'm your father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to apply over those rules. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so that's the exact same thing that Yahweh said. You can't run with everybody else. You mm-hmm. can't be like well, they get to stay out and party and do all this after the street lights. Well, you can't. You see what I'm saying? And so it takes some time for Yahweh to give you the proper perspective. And that's us growing in this Holy Spirit. And see, when we are able to look back, all of us who are of some age now can talk about, talk to things, especially after becoming a parent, 
uh, you know what I'm saying? Saying like, I remember my mother saying this to me. I understand now why my father said this. It's all, all the ways of that perspective that changes as you get older or as you experience certain things. And so Yahweh has caused us now to start to experience the reality of things. So now when we read these scriptures, the previous speaker had got that uh, that uh, chapter talked about uh, Dr. Brazil talked about the parables and he was asked and I used to always think that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Always that you know the, the, there was a scripture of demarcation, you know, in a paraphrase and you know saying so basically why are you talking to them in these riddles or these parables or these metaphors? And he said because to you it is given to them it is not. But see Yahweh still has to say see he has to say he's in here in in, in the form of Yahshua Messiah fulfilling so he's going through with a particular specific methodical operation so he's got to he has to say things you see what i'm saying has to say these things to bring things in fulfillment or he has to do certain things to bring these things into fulfillment but to his son and if you think about this you who have kids all of us you know you have things that are are relative to your house and your house only and guess what we wouldn't know what it was unless we were part of that foe or part of that house. So Yahweh, like the previous speaker has said before, he doesn't make this thing hard. He makes it very easy to understand. Where is the world that has problems with that? Well, why would he make it like that where only, how's, how, how does it operate in your house? How does it operate with your family? Does everybody know all your family's uh, secrets or are privy to the experiences that your family has? Absolutely not. That's a that's a real simple example to, to show you. But Yahweh, he's dealing with his family. He's dealing with his son. And guess what? Now after the death, the burial, the, out, uh, the resurrection, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, then that's no longer tied to the early example that he had with the Jew and the Gentile. Under that law, which we were never a part of, we had no salvation under that law. But Yahweh always had it already set, set aside because that law was a physical law. That law was a law that was made to tempt to to uh, to, to set up the re- a point out that they couldn't keep it. Uh, Doctor Nelson, we were uh, were reading the scripture where they talked about that uh, that law, and I can't remember which scripture we were in. If we can pick that up, if you remember where we're at. Uh, we were reading this a few days ago, and it's, it's, it says this in a couple places. I'm talking about if the law was made for them to keep it, but it was this particular one just stuck stuck out to me uh, when we read it last. Um, I'm I'm drawing a blank on when it might have been. I'm. Do you we were talking about what it said? We we're talking about yeah. word. Uh, I know we were talking about works. That's what led into that conversation. We were talking about the works mm-hmm. over and over. Um, and I'm not going to, if we can't, it, it might come to me um, again, but um, I'm just paraphrasing. Don't really worry about it. Um, the, the, the gist of it was that the law was not, um, you know, saying the law was never set up to be uh, righteousness, or we couldn't, or we couldn't obtain that righteousness. And he never set it up for us to be able to keep it. Um, it was set up to point out, uh, you know, saying it was set out to point out sin. They didn't know what not to do. It did not. It did, they didn't know what you know, saying what they shouldn't do and what they shouldn't did. Uh, but the law set up. It was to point out what that sin was. It told you. Don't do this. Don't do that. 
we talked about that law being a burden. They had this for over couple for over two thousand years. They had phylacteries. They had had it tattooed on them. They had it written down. Don't you know? Said don't do this. Don't do this. It made them conscious. And listen, it was three hundred and thirteen uh, laws and ordinances that was uh, you know that was. It wasn't just a ten, right? It was three hundred. And when you were guilty of them, of one, you were guilty of them all. So this was a constant thing. And I, I looked at that and I thought about what, what do we have that's like this? We talk about this is a, a school that Yahweh set up where you take natural things to understand the spirit or stated in the scripture. See, you know, and I was using the Yahweh caused me to look at the analogy of the parent to the child. You see what I'm saying? The parent, and yes, the parent is always, always going to be in the mode of teaching, correcting, um, giving you proper perspective, because as you live in your life and you're growing older, right, you're getting perspective, your parents have already lived that. They've already experienced that. So they're giving you lessons. I'm 45 years old. My mother still is giving me lessons. It's just that now I appreciate them a little bit more, even though she might not think so. I appreciate them more because I can understand where it's coming from. And more perfectly, in this gospel, we understand that when something is given to you or said to you, the spirit of truth, who is really talking to you? So you have these vessels that, you know, sometimes that we get caught up in with the vessels uh, that we are, but we are we are now being classically trained to hear, to recognize, uh, you know, saying uh, our parents' voice, knowing their attributes. We were at choir rehearsal yesterday. And um, we were taking uh, leftovers uh, home. And um, it was Paula, uh, Dr. Brown, and my mother, and they were fixing salad. She was putting salad in the, in the uh, Ziploc bag. And my mother, she was doing this little bounce. Now, my mother has done this bounce. Sorry, Mom, I put you on blast. But my mother has done this, I have to go to the bathroom bounce since I can remember, since I've been on the earth. So I walk up and I see her. She's trying to hold the bag steady. Got to go. I said, Mom, you got to go to the bathroom. Why don't you go to the bathroom? Let me go. And, and Dr. Brown said, you know your Bible, don't you? These are the, and I've seen it all my life. So Yahweh, same thing, taking something natural to understand some spiritual. Yahweh is showing us his way, showing us his operation, showing us his pattern, his plan, so that we can identify him. That when we hear him, he gave us the ability to discern. So that when we hear him speak, when we hear the gospel, in its, in its truth, we understand what that is that's being said to us. We understand who it is that's talking. No matter who it comes out of, it's, 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 it's really irrelevant of the vessel that it comes out of. But it's the gospel, it's Joshua the Messiah, it's his voice. My sheep hear my voice. That's the thing that we want to hone in on. That's the thing that we want to zone in on, especially in this time when that satanic spirit is seeking to get you, to devour you, to destroy you, to take away your inheritance. But now none of, can't take none of Yahshua's. But now we're here to desire. So then when you hear something that doesn't sound in the proper key, when you, when you experience something that is not of Yahweh, you can actually say, that's not of Yahweh. Yahweh protect me from that. Or Yahweh remove me from that. You see what I'm saying? It's like big danger signs that, you know what I'm saying, that flash. You're able to give that prayer to Yahshua the Messiah, which is proper. And then he removes those obstacles. Not you. He removes those obstacles. That's why it's such a great thing to know the Savior, Yahshua the Messiah, what his purpose was. 
Dr. Brazil, I think in her last discourse, she went through that elementary church that's up here now. And she went through those witnesses and the principles identifying salvation. You see what I'm saying? Now to the world, these are pretty Bible stories. Some may think they were valid, most don't even believe in the stories. They believe they were just, you know, tall tales that were meant to, to state something. But these were actual, factual things that transpired. But we weren't able to see salvation in those stories until Yahshua revealed his nature, that he was salvation. And now, now that now you can see how these things that are talking in these stories and these uh, or these uh, uh, examples, how they are talking about me. The, the, the Messiah, they talked to him, they said, you know, uh, you know, show us the Father, and we, you know, we will be happy. You know, and have I been so long with you that you didn't know who I was? And then he expounded, beginning at Moses, and all the scriptures, all the things concerning himself. Mm -hmm. They all were talking about him. We have no idea about that. We didn't know what was going on, but you do. You do. Now, listen, that's not to make me boastful to make you uh, you know, saying, uh, uh, you know, make you out to be anything other than that, because we know truly it's through grace, which is do is do. And I listen. They talked about the work, and this is how this conversation I had my with my mother uh, lately came up with. We was reading, I think it was over there, and what was that? Um, what was that where he was talking about uh, the works? Uh, and I was, okay. I was like, my why is he fucking? James, right. First James, second chapter. Let's go over here and get it. I wasn't going to even go through that, but let's go ahead and get it. This Yahweh, he, he shows, he has you in specific places for a specific reason. And it's all to the edification of the body. You know, I was talking to uh, my mother and I was telling her, you know, uh, about the admonishment that Dr. Uh, Marvin Lewis, our dean, that he gave on Sunday. I wasn't able, I wasn't feeling good, but I watched that class from from home, uh, you know what I'm saying, alive. And he gave the admonishment about, you know what I'm saying, about Zoom. He was talking about uh, the beautiful, you know, the beautiful uh, prose that Zoom gave us as when we went home, you know what I'm saying. Many of us were able to see instantly the spiritual, the spiritual blessings that we had with that Zoom, you know, liking it to the focus, you know what I'm saying, to be able to hone in on, you see what I'm saying? And then it was able to connect you know, say all the brethren under one, you know, saying the Bible. So whether we were had we had a brethren in Australia or 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 Jamaica or wherever you may be from can all be ascended in one place at any time, you know, saying of the day, sometimes multiple times during the day. If you were able to do that long, going to different classes, get in one, come out the other one, go into another one, as many of the brethren have uh, have, have testified to. Um, but have us all in that one place in the comfort of your home, not having to go out, especially if you live in Michigan, you know what I'm saying, in the weather and all that kind of stuff. Those have definitely been the pros of this, of this, uh, you know, this pandemic that we had. Uh, but then he also cautioned that it's very easy to be distracted. And that's what mm -hmm. that satanic spirit wants you to be, is to yeah. be distracted. And I've, I can testify to this myself. Oftentimes, you know what I'm saying? I get in, I turn it, I go log in, you know what I'm saying? Then I get to preparing a meal because I want to eat before a certain time or, or something like that. So I get to preparing a meal. And while class is on, and I got the speakers way up so I can hear, I'm concentrating on something else. So his admonishment was, even, you know, saying it's be there that Dr. Killing talked about. He said, now be regular in your attendance and be there, not just in body, 
but in mind, in the heart. It's just no, it's no difference if you were walking. If you were in a physical building, you couldn't prepare age. You would have to sit there and listen to class. And so I heard that much, but I listened. Yahweh was already telling me this in my heart and in my mind. That's right. Then he causes another vessel to say the same thing. We often have all experienced that with testifying to the one body, to the one head of the body. So it's not one thing that's being said to one of the children that's not going to be said to the other children. We are his children. And so you get to see the manifestation of that. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying, sometimes in times past, people will have problems with the vessel. You know what I'm saying? But Yahweh showed me more and more, more and more and more purpose. That it is just so foolishness. What do you believe? We say all the time that the vessels, they not, they're nothing but, nothing but vessels. What is the spirit that? Well, I don't like the spirit coming out of that bike. Well, who are you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So be able to, I'm so glad that we have a multitude of counselors. Yeah. That Yahweh can, he'll, he'll use who he desires to. He'll say something. Now listen, your desire is to want to hear it in spirit and truth. So no matter mm -hmm. who it comes from, you recognize your father's, you recognize your father's voice. See, it's like I recognize my mother's restroom bot. I, I know that bot. You know what I'm saying? This is this is where we're at today. Hearing our father, hearing him more clearly. That song, day by day, my Auntie Elena used to sing it. Mm -hmm. See you more clearly, follow you more nearly. You see what I'm saying? Love you more. I'm messing up the words, I'm sure. Beautiful. But it's so funny how these things that I've heard since a child that really <laughs> didn't resonate with me as little. Now you get older, you say, Father, I want to see you more clearly. Right. You understand? I want to love you more dearly. You understand? For it is the salvation out and a ticket out of this mess, which it is. It's just a mess. But I, I'm asking Yashua to cause me to stop focusing so much on the mess. It is what it is. But to be grateful of the resurrection. Dr. Zeal went through those stories and she showed you Yashua's witnesses for salvation. He has always made a way out for his son. Believe you this. Believe thou that that's what he's asking you. He said what the faith for that work was. We're going to read real quick. It's to believe. You ain't got nothing else to do. What work they ask for? What work should I do? Mm. He said believe on me. Believe that I came. Yahweh is Yahshua the Messiah. And I've done all these things. Believe you thou this. It's the hardest thing you think it would be so easy, but without the help of the Holy Spirit showing you over and over again how this is the reality. You can't see it. So for those who of, who of us have acquired our prescription, these glasses, I started wearing glasses in 2019 to be able to read. Yahweh has given us the prescription. He has given us our lens to see past the veil you know, we talked about that when you see the abomination of desolation. Me and my mother was talking about this. Stand in the holy place. He caused that veil to be rent in twain so that we can see into spiritual things, into heaven itself. But if you're not in the Messiah, which is the representation of the holy place, where you had life, light, intercession, substance, substance, that's simplifying of that Holy Spirit. Yahshua the Messiah the holy place, the inoculation mm -hmm. in the body, yes. him and you, 
and you cannot see into heaven. You see what I'm saying? The people was walking around the outside of that, they couldn't see it up into the to the most holy place. You had to be inside in the sanctuary. You had to be in the in the holy place. You have to be in Yahshua the Messiah. He has to be in you for you to see into heavenly things. And guess what we're doing right now? We're looking at heavenly things. This is no thing to take lightly. This is no small thing to 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 you know say just to add to repertoire of your knowledge. This is the judgment of the world. This is the ticket to salvation. Do you understand where we're at? This is where we're at. I am so happy. I am not upset. Yahweh has caused me to understand. We went had choir rehearsal. We had a beautiful choir rehearsal. I'm so glad that we get again to see Chicago again and sup mm -hmm. with the brother. You know, being off those two years. I mean, we were eight, nine years straight. We were going to Chicago, and every single time, and whether whether you were bit where it was times where I was scraping up money, it didn't matter. I never was unhappy leaving Chicago. You were always on a on a um, on a cloud coming back home. You see what I'm saying? Gave you just another energy, and I'm glad to y'all, especially now. We're all. I mean, you turn on the news sometimes. It's hard not to be grievous at the things that you said. I was talking to my friend. Uh, came over um, and had uh, dinner with me. TV was on. We're sitting there eating. And I had to realize that in that hour that I sat at the table, I saw live dead bodies littered across the TV screen mm -hmm. as if I was watching a movie. These mm -hmm. are real. This is somebody's dad laying there. Someone's yeah. child laying there. Live on my television. Blood and all. Mm -hmm. That's the world that we live in. That's right. The previous speaker, Dr. Beckett, said that his mother said 20 years ago she had never seen anything like what she, what she viewed. That was 20 years ago. And listen, That's 20 right. years ago was a playground compared to right now. I think 10 years ago was. <laughs> compared to now, it seems like it seems like Yahweh is just turning up the heat. And at one moment, you know what I'm saying, it's on high. It's just on high. That, that, that water is boiling. Everything is on boil. Everything is that has the potential at any moment to go from a situation to something cataclysmic in a second, in a heartbeat. Turn on your television one moment, you said, Okay, we he was coming back. Look, I mean, we see all of the stories over and over again. Overturn Yahweh said that he will overturn over and over again. Why? So that his son can see, set up those examples so we can see, identify that establishes faith. That way we know that our father is not lying. So we see the, have to see the representations or the example of that. You have Pharaoh back there that was uh, in Egypt. And Yahweh said that Moses, go down there and get my people. See, it's time that they know me. I'm going to deliver them. Then I bring them out to this mouth. I'm going to marry them and I'll be their husband. They'll be my bride. He said, um, uh, Moses, down here, now listen, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Some people say, now, why? That's a fixed fight. It is a fixed fight. It's Yahweh's story. What kind of fight is it? This it ain't no fight. This is the creator of heaven and earth, the one who is, the one who causes to be. I don't want to, I don't want to serve no uh no creator who the, the adversary can edge him. Oh, he got Yahweh on the ropes. Oh no. I don't gamble to this day because of that reason. Because it can go either way. No, I need the sure bet. Yahweh, this is a fixed fight. This is a show shot bet. Who's the winner at the end? Who's the winner? It's Yahweh. It's always going to be Yahweh. That's the ticket that you ride with. That's the ticket that we are riding with right now. Yahweh, through Yahshua the Messiah, 
our Elohim, our Savior. See, mm. you understand? But he sent Moses down there. He said, now he's going to harden his heart. So Pharaoh said, you know, said, okay, I'll let him go after he hit him a couple times with the plagues. Then he said, oh, no, I'm not letting him go. I'm not letting him go. The reason why, because Yahweh had a particular plan. See, you know what I'm saying? The man's mind, just think of, I, I had to think about this, Yahweh. You don't think over there, they talked about uh, Putin's soldiers over there uh, defecting and, and, and sabotaging their own weapons and because they are morally challenged. I'm, I guarantee you they are. They, they, they're cutting off all of those all of those uh, channels, you know, they restrict the internet access over there in Russia, so they only get get the message that Russia feeds them. You understand what I'm saying? But meanwhile, you got soldiers that are mowing down kids and women, and some people are feeling uh, uh, they don't want to do that. They don't, you know, what I'm saying they don't want to do it. They know it's wrong. They know they shouldn't be out there uh, doing that, so they're defecting. You don't think if somebody talked to Putin sometimes and said, you know what? Maybe we should scale back, you know what I'm saying? They cut off of everything. You know, I love my yacht. I love my, <laughs> my, my money and my bank. I love those things. Maybe, maybe we should scale back, you know what I'm saying? He might even entertain it. But Yahweh has a purpose. <laughs> Just like he told them, uh, he told them, Putin told uh, them that I am going to, uh, I'll give them free passage or I'll let them, I won't bomb these areas or whatever. And they get ready to start leaving and he bombs them anyway. And they said, wait, what, what, part of the, what part of the rule and engagement of war is this? There's none. You see what I'm saying? He has no, there's no credence, no respect of life. Yahshua the Messiah is the only love in the world. And if you don't have that, you are unable and incapable to dememonstrate love. You are unable to, or capable to demonstrate compassion. So you That's can't right. see him. So you have to see him being able to say, oh, I'll go do that. And as soon as they, as soon as they think he's going to do it, no, I'm not going to do it. Bomb him anyway. That's a representation. We've seen that before, right? We're fair. Let them go. No, we ain't letting them go. The hour mm. story is just overturned, overturned. It's a marvelous thing. We able to see it. And how grievous it can be looking at the things that are happening. I looked at these neighborhoods. Some of these neighborhoods were, you know, super rich. They had these nice big houses decimated, destroyed, supermarkets, things that we over, you know, over here take for granted. I'm going to the store. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. You see what I'm saying? But these people are witness these these horrors and these are just the beginning of sorrow you see what i'm saying the things that we're seeing that plague that set it off you know what i'm saying in 2020 these things yahweh has called he is reeling this thing up we are able to see these witnesses and we see yahweh's story that's overturning but while we're looking at the horrible things remember that for his son they had light in Goshen. They experienced those first three plagues. The remaining seven, they were protected. They were set aside. And while, you know what I'm saying, while the only, let's just put it this way, the only attitude that you can have for something like that is just gratitude. Yahweh loved his son. This is Yahweh's story. This is, the, this is what he is. He's always established that demarcation. Jew, Gentile, influential, the believer and the non-believer. You see what I'm saying? Once he once he uh, took off that flesh, died, buried, resurrected, outpoured his Holy Spirit, you know what I'm saying? To him that he's given his spirit, to him that he calls his child, his bride, to us it is given. We have to be thankful to Yahshua for that. I ask Yahweh, my prayer has been to constantly keep me remembering these things. 
make sure that I understand these things. And when I become into a space, you know what I'm saying? It seems like sometimes, uh, just my personal testimony, the times that I felt like I have detached from things, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I have not been obedient to things like I should have had. You know what I'm saying? And I'm asking Yahweh, you know what I'm saying? Please, Father, forgive me. Please give me mercy. Forgive my ignorance one last time. I think about the compassion and the mercy. Dorian was playing these lectures. I see the bell. I think about the uh, compassion and the mercy that Yahweh has bestowed on us. And then one lecture that Dorian had played when Dr. Kenley he's talked about, you come up, you know what I'm saying? People constantly come up here asking me these questions over and over again. I'm paraphrasing. He's like, and I'll talk to you. You say, oh, I got it, I got it, Doc. He was like, well, obviously you don't have it because you're you know, you're continuously asking these questions. You're continually, you know what I'm saying, in this, you know, this predicament or this space. So I'm going to tell it to you one more time. You know what I'm saying? Now, how many times was that one more time? How many lectures have been recorded him saying one more time? How many times that Yahweh told you in the confines of your heart and your mind one more time? You see what I'm saying? One more again. This is the mercy of our Father. This is the love of our Father. You know what I'm saying? Most of the world don't even know what real love is. And guess what? Neither would we, unless we were able to experience which we have over and over again. Now we can understand that the people out here in the world call love is not. It's a figment of the imagination. We understand what real love is. The one for one's offspring, undying love, that he would give his life, that he would protect your soul, redeem your soul, deem you worthy because of love nothing else be eternally grateful to our savior for that and at any time this is my prayer anytime that your mind loses track when that slides to the back of it then we ask Joshua, especially at this particular point in time in our lives bring it right back to the forefront matter of fact make me live in that every single day yes. make that be with from me every single day that I know that this gospel is so powerful I know a lot of times I get up on this floor and I say Yahweh why every time do I talk going through uh, get me going through this, I, you know say I cry it's the only time because other than that I'm a hardcore gangster guy you know <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm soft <laughs> I'm super soft but Yahweh has I have realized that this is the only thing in life that really musters joy yes. that musters up love that musters up um happiness rest peace mm. so that when you are caused to get up here and testify to that and that comes to the top especially after having a week of being beat down up mm. looking at this degradation in the world oh. that comes to the top and it breaks through it's nothing more to do but to, to, to be joyous, tears of joy. And that's exactly what these are. Tears mm -hmm. of joy. Praises be unto Yahshua. If you have any got anything out of this, give all the love, the respect, and the honor where it is due to Yahshua the Messiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, for the last speaker of the day, it is a pleasure to call on Dr. Shirley Nelson. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say last speaker, for the next speaker. <laughs> um, good afternoon, everyone. 
I truly did enjoy the previous speakers. Everything that was said was so touching home. I'm so grateful and so thankful to Yashua that he has, as one speaker said, invited us to the party. Uh, that he has purpose from the very beginning of time that he spoke to us, that you were one through his purpose that he spoke to uh, clearly and that he allowed us to understand placed in the hearts and the minds, his spirit, the willingness, the desire and the love for this truth. We can't have that on our own. That is a Yahweh given. Someone, uh, one of the last speakers, one of the speakers, let me have the scripture, if you will, that says seek while he might be found. That was one of the scriptures that resonated with me. It was, it was quite a few that did because a lot of things were said today and those things were profound. As the previous speaker talked, and I'm, I'm so thankful and happy for the opportunities to sit and have loved ones in my midst. Mm -hmm. As my son talked about, calls up sometime and we just get into a long conversation about the gospel. I say, how precious is that? There are some parents that can't even talk to their children, their sons and their daughters, be they young or be they old, can't talk to them. Some young people or children themselves, they can't talk to their parents. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful that our conversation is oftentimes about Yahshua. Yes. That's mercy, that's grace. Because I don't worry about my loved ones. I know that the spirit is in them and that Yahweh has given them an understanding. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of anything greater. Seriously, I can't. Do you have that scripture? That's Isaiah 55 and 6. Oh. Seek ye Yahweh while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Now, where he may be found or when he may be found is while you yet have this flesh on. Mm -hmm. You're yet in this physical body. You can seek Yahweh. If he places it in your heart, you can seek him while he may be found, while he is near. You see what I'm saying? See, Yahweh knows exactly what he did and what he has done, and no mistakes have been made. If you call upon him, if you can call on him, if you can love him, if you can seek him, see, he's with you. He's showing you something. So you have to understand you can't do that without him. He invited you to the party, and so to speak. There's a scripture, one of the speakers talked about the parables that they asked Yahshua Messiah when he was walking around, why does he speak to them in parables? And Messiah said that to you, he, can you get that scripture for me again? Um, yes, that's Matthew. Mm -hmm. you, okay, you want me to read it? Yes. That's Matthew 13, and I believe it's 10. Yes. And then I want someone else or you to get also Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Okay, you want to that one? 
the first one I called, yeah, uh, wherever. No, the second one. Um, I'm not sure exactly. You'll, okay. I'll, I'll know when you start reading. Okay. That's Matthew 13 and 10. Mm -hmm. I'll start up a little bit. Yes, Matthew 13 and 10. And the disciples came and said unto him, why speakest thou unto them in parables? Mm -hmm. He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Now he said, but, it's given unto you. Now, who is he talking to? He's talking to his disciples, his disciples. and those who, those who he chose. See, they didn't ask to be disciples. Yahshua had, when he went out, he said, follow me, follow mm -hmm. me to the various ones, you see? In other words, he placed that in them, made them. And that's what he does with us. They didn't ask for that. But he says, unto you, and he's talking about his disciples at this time, read. Mm -hmm. He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. But to them, it is not given. Mm -hmm. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given. And he shall have more abundance, but whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Okay. And so his disciples, see, he gave them the understanding of the kingdom, but to others, he spoke in parables. Mm -hmm. And even when he spoke in parables to his disciples, he would explain to them those parables. So Yahweh's making everything extremely clear to his sons. And he has revealed things to us that we didn't even have an inkling that we'd ever come to understand. Go over there and get that scripture for me in um, Matthew 22. Mm -hmm. Okay. Matthew's 22 and 1. Let me know if you want me to drop down. Uh, stop down. Start at 1. That's fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Yahshua answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son mm. and set forth his servant, servant, excuse me, to call them that were bidden to the wedding. Now see, they're coming. They he, come. I'm going to interrupt you some in there because it's a beautiful scripture. But the kingdom of heaven, he said, is likened to a certain king. Now we know that's like, that's, that's, that's Joshua that we're talking mm. about. And he's got the marriage prepared, okay? For his son, Read. Again, he set forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I prepare my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. Now you know how it says, of it. Okay, I pause for a moment. He said, Tell them which are bidden, those that are invited, if you will, Behold, I prepared my dinner. In other words, he's just prepared a feast. Over in Revelations, Joshua, it says over there in the scripture, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man shall answer, I will come in and will sup with him. See, he's prepared this entire feast for his sons. See, and it's just there. We, nothing they did, just he invited you or he set you aside, you see? And so he goes on and he said, go ahead, read. He says he's prepared his dinner, oxen, fat. I mean, he's just done it big, big time. All things are ready. 
for the marriage. Now, this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. You understand? This is where we're at right now. Go ahead, read. But they made light of it mm-hmm. and went their ways, one to his farm and another to his merchandise. One of the speakers talked about just we so engulfed in this world. We got this to do. We got that to do. See, so here we are. We've been given this or we've been invited to. It's been opened up for many. Not all for many. Been opened up. Made light of it. It's not that important. Got better things to do. Well, yeah, that's okay. But I'm not talking about the gospel right now. I'm not talking about Yasha right now. What I got to do here with my job, with my work, my being is a little bit more important. It's taking some precedence right now. See, I think I'm okay. I mean, I don't do, I go out and kill people. I know a little bit, but I'm not going to put my all into it. I'm not bringing my all to the altar. This is what Yahshua has been telling me. See, it's okay. I don't, I don't do this and that, but look, What we want to be able to have is that Holy Spirit taking on that shape and form in us. In us, not on the outside of us, but in us. So that it's controlling you. That's what I ask for. Your thoughts, your intents. You see that? And then when we do make mistakes, we can also be humbled mm-hmm. and ask for forgiveness. Look, don't think it's a strange thing that we might be railed against. Don't think it's a horrible thing. People don't like you. They didn't like the Messiah, but count it as worthy to be. In other words, he's placed you there. If you look, he suffered the death of the cross. What do we think we're going to suffer? in this life we may have something to suffer but yet we want to be through yashua able to endure i need you to get the scripture for me where he said he that shall endure until the end so yahweh didn't make mistakes in nothing we're at the end of this thing don't get invited to the party and then think it be frivolous Surely. So go ahead, finish reading. They made light of it. Read. Okay. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. And when the king heard thereof, he was wronged and sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Okay. Then saith he to his servants, the wedding is ready. But they which were bidden were not worthy. Go you therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall buy, bid to the marriage. Now see, as many, <laughs> look. That's right. Go out into the highways. And I think Dr. Kenley, I know he's mentioned it in several times in the scripture. I, I mean, in the lecture, I don't know exactly which one it was. But go out into the highways and gather as many as you can find. See. We sit here sometime and we just don't feel grateful enough for it. Go out and find as many as you can. Go ahead, read. Mm-hmm. Ninth verse, go ye therefore into the highways 
And as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. Mm. And the wedding was furnished with guests. You see, and the wedding was then furnished with guests. Read. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. Mm. And he saith unto him, friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Mm. Then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are called, but few are chosen. You see, many are called, but few are chosen. But he said there was one that didn't have a wedding garment. What is that garment? See, when the high priest went into that high, went into that um, tabernacle and did the service of the tabernacle, the high priest had to change his garments right there at the sixth step, I believe it was. But his garments had to be changed. See, what he had on in the holy place the court round about in the holy place then he had to take those old garments off and change now that's a type or it's an example of saying that that in other words the garments that of beauty and glory that he put on is how yashua is going to clothe us but that's not physical of course but it's the garment of the holy spirit see that's what has to be in us on us and in us you see what i'm saying is that holy spirit he must be, it must be manifested that we can go to Yahshua or Yahweh, that we are worthy to go into that most holy place, if you will. See, this thing is already set up. It's already purposed. The previous speaker talked about how that Moses, see, was out there. If you can go over and get me the Moses chart. And I didn't have any prepared anything in my heart. I'm just so grateful to be able to have anything to say. But Yahweh threw by his divine purpose, see, that he had when he created a creation and desired that he might make his creatures known or make them know of what his purpose was. See, he purposed this entire thing. So we know this story of Moses and, and the only way we know it is because Dr. Kinley was given a vision. But that wasn't the first time that, Dr. that Yahweh gave a vision to a man. And I like to say that all the time because that was so important to me when I came into this gospel. And I thought, oh no, really? A man had a vision? That was big to me. And someone shared with me one time and it, I think it's scripture, but I'm not sure. It says you err in not knowing scripture. And it was probably one of my family members, probably Dr. My brother, Dr. Brazil. And that was the first time I recall hearing that scripture. See, I didn't know that when you go into the scriptures, then you find that Moses had a vision. John on the Isle of Patmos had visions. Patriots and prophets, then Yahweh appeared unto them in visions didn't understand that the only way I was going to know anything about the creator himself is that he gives me a vision and an understanding and a revelation of that vision. 
And didn't know that so that's in the scripture that you were just reading also, just so you know. Okay. Do you want to read it? Uh, that's Matthews 22 and 29. Okay. Yahshua answered and said unto them, you do err not knowing the scriptures <laughs> nor the power of Yahweh. I have to laugh at that. I did not know that. Was there. <laughs> I did not know that. See, we didn't know that we didn't know we erred in that, not knowing scripture. See, that's beautiful. Thank you for that, Dr. Lewis. Because it's good to know what is there. See, and then it goes on and talks about that resurrection. Then the resurrection, you don't even marry or give an in marriage but are the angels of Yahweh in heaven. So he's doing everything in, like I said, he's talking to them. Don't, it's a parable that they didn't know. Many didn't know what he was saying, but yet and still he reveals it to his son. So esoteric secrets have been revealed. When Moses had that vision up there in the mountain in, Gen in Genesis 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And all of us scratched our heads and wondered in the beginning who was back there. Or actually, many of us didn't think about who was back there. We just thought, hmm. But there were Bible scholars that dis dissect that. And they felt that the only way that anybody could be writing that is that the, uh, the uh, scriptures or those writings were just passed on from generation to generation. See? And that's how that somebody eventually was able, when they recognized that to be Moses, to be the one that's writing that. But it was Dr. Kinley that clearly brought out, seeing that he had the vision, that Moses was saying in the beginning of his vision. Go ahead, read that. God created, or Yahweh created, the heavens and the earth. Can you get that over there in Genesis for me? Yes, Genesis 1 and 1. Mm -hmm. In the beginning... Elohim created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was out form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, uh -huh. and the spirit of Elohim moved upon the face of the waters, uh -huh. and Elohim said, let there be light, and there was light, uh -huh. and Elohim saw the light that it was good, and Elohim divided the light from the darkness. Now, we just didn't, I just want to stop you there because we didn't know anything about that. What Moses was saying and how to even prove that he was having a vision here. I want you to get the scripture. I forgot where it's at, where we show where the colon is then putting in this first at the end, at the, after that colon, I think it's over there in Exodus, if you will. After that colon, then this scripture in Genesis begins. Can you get that for me real quick? Okay, so I think it's in um, when Moses was up on the mount. Uh, let's see, it's funny, you You're know, about the sixth day, right? right, right. Yes, mm -hmm. is it the 24th chapter? It's funny how you, you know, you have to, that's why it's good to rehearse and to go over and over again and again. Did you find that? Exodus. Uh, it's 24 and the glory, 24. yes, 24 and 16. Yes, yeah, 16. If you can start, if you can start up there, because this is when Moses went up into the mountain and he yeah. went, Yahweh called him up into the mountain as we have illustrated on this chart. 
the panoramic vision of Elohim to Moses in 1490 B1. Now Moses was told to come up here into this mountain after the children of Israel have been delivered out of the land of Egypt, out of the harsh bondage. See, as Yahweh had instructed him, when he spoke to him at the burning bush, he told him, now when you bring them out of the land of Egypt, come back to this mountain and worship me. So when they, and that mountain being Mount Sinai in Arabia. So when they came back to that mountain after crossing through the divided waters of the Red Sea, then Moses was called up into this mountain, see? And this was the, um, that he called up into the element. Now, as this chart is illustrating, the 70 elders, because it talks over there in Exodus, then went up Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God or the Elohim of Israel. But now Moses alone was called up into the plateau of that mountain. And Yahweh gave him a vision and a revelation. And Moses was up there for 40 days and 40 nights. So you can pick this up here where he was called up into the mountain, please. Mm -hmm. That's Exodus 24, and I'll start at nine. Okay. Then when uh, Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel, and they saw the Elohim of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of a sapphire stone, and as it were, the body of heaven in its clearness. Mm -hmm. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Great. Also, they saw Elohim and did eat and drink. And Yahweh said unto Moses, come up to me into the mount and be there. And I will give thee table of stone and a law and commandments, which I have written that thou must may teach them. And Moses rose up and his minister, Joshua, excuse me. And Moses went up into the mount of Elohim. And he said unto the elders, tarry ye here for us until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and her are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. And Moses went up into the mount and a cloud covered the mount and the glory of Yahweh abode upon Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it six days. Now, Dr. Kenry, who had this vision, he brought out that point of that colon. Been in the Bible, mind you. The Bible scholars obviously never said anything about it, you see? But it was at this point here that it was brought out that a colon, usually when you have a colon, then is telling, is ready to explain what preceded the colon. So he said a cloud covered it six days. Now go over there to Genesis one and one. Now this is old school, you know, this is what <laughs> Yahweh is saying. Look, somebody took the time and sometimes we just don't have it clear in our mind. I had to reread this. And as you see, I even forgot where it was at. See, but I had to reread it and I was in the textbook and he was showing me that. I said, that's so beautiful. So Genesis right there at that colon is where he talks over there in Genesis in the beginning. See, because mm -hmm. Moses is ready to describe those six days. Right. So I'll jump into Exodus 24, 16, and then I'll jump back to Genesis. There you go. Okay, Exodus 24 and 16. And the glory of Yahweh abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. 
in the beginning, Elohim created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of Elohim moved upon the face of the waters. And Elohim said, let there be light. And there was light. And Elohim saw the light that it was good. And Elohim divided the light from the darkness. And Elohim called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Now it stopped there. Now you see that? And now Dr. Kinley in his textbook goes on and explains how each one of those days that the Exodus came after, or the Genesis, I'm sorry, came after the Exodus, because yes. Moses is having a vision. So he explained what took place on those six days, because when you read it, and after you, I'm not going to have you read that, Dr. Lewis, but mm -hmm. as we know, take the time. He actually had me take the time and read each one of the days. And the evening and the morning was the first day. And the mm -hmm. evening and the morning was the second day, all the way down to the six days. And then on the seventh day, what does he say back in Genesis? Mm -hmm. After the cold. Back in, this is back in Exodus. Exodus, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And the seventh day, he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Now you see that? Now all of that, to me was evidence that mm -hmm. Yahweh truly did give Moses this vision and that he was having a vision while he was in that mount. It made me understand how those books were more, more perfectly put together. And now that's how Yahweh teaches us thoroughly. See, the previous speaker was talking about, and I know we're almost at the end of time, but I think it was our first scripture and even scripture reading talked about over there how that Lazarus was being resurrected from the dead. Now, Lazarus is a, a Bible uh, story, if you will, that's in the book there. But one of the poignant things over there about that scripture that he made me to realize, and you can get that over there real quick with the um, scripture reading. Mm -hmm. Just and would you like to stop that, drop down to a certain yes. part? I want you to drop all the way down where the right before he said, I am the resurrection and the life. See, okay. go ahead. All righty, that's uh, John 11 and I will start at 17. Okay. Then when Yahshua came, he found that he had laid in the grave four days already. Mm -hmm. Now, Bethany was nigh into Jerusalem. Now, I have to share this. There's something else that was brought out through by this vision. He said that Lazarus laid in the grave for four days. And to us, prior to knowing anything about this gospel, I'll speak for myself, didn't know what that meant. But Yahweh is fulfilled. Things are being laid out clearly. See, mankind was dead for 4,000 years. Now we're at the end of this time, so I don't, you don't necessarily have to go get the ages and dispensations chart. But for 4,000 years, mankind, that's all the way from Adam, all the way down, see, to Yahshua Messiah, 4,000 years. Yahshua mm -hmm. Messiah, so we have that principle of four. Yahshua Messiah, see, he comes in, or according to this tabernacle, the uh, fourth step is the door, which representing Yahshua the Messiah, right. see. World dead for 4,000 years, the Messiah comes in. You see what I'm saying? Resurrecting you from the dead. So that's what's happening over here with Lazarus, see. Mm -hmm. 
And so now go ahead, finish reading. And Dr. Nelson, you have five minutes. Okay. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, mm. about 15 furlongs off. Okay. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Yahshua was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Yahshua, Rabbi, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of Yahweh, Yahweh will give it thee. Yahshua saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Yahshua saith unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh -huh. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Now he said, I am the resurrection and the That's life. Right. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, as Lazarus was in the previous speaker, say Yahweh proved that, then he shall live again. And go ahead, read. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And he's thou this. Now he said, he, so, uh, who, he whosoever liveth and believeth in me, see, shall never die. Now mm -hmm. Lazarus had to go back to the grave because yes. that physical body had to die. You see what I'm saying? So he was resurrected at that time, but yet he yet had to die again. But the Messiah said, when we believe in him, we shall never die. Then he says, believeth thou this? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that, that Holy Spirit in us is life. And as he said, and life more abundantly, which is what we will have. Right now we have, we have the Holy Spirit in us. We pray to have the Holy Spirit in us. But that life more abundantly is when we take off of this flesh. Do you understand? Now, see, we are dealing with a lot of things in this world. But I want to say to all of us right now that Yahshua, look unto him for all things. And when we genuinely, not just mouthing the words, think on him, meditate on him, talk to him, seek him out. Don't be someone that just was invited and then just turn around and just threw the invitation away, so to speak. Love Yahshua Messiah with all your heart and all your might. You see what I'm saying? And mind. Love him. Want to know him. Ask him to come into you to give you the peace that we need now because it's only not the peace of the world but his peace that will allow you to endure in this last time through a knowledge and understanding in the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the opportunity to have anything to say. I'm always glad to say it. If it's five minutes or 50 minutes or 500 or whatever, I'm grateful to be able to testify to the things that Yahshua has shown me. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for that beautiful testimony, Dr. Nelson. And that brings a conclusion to our class today. As always, I'd like to thank all of the participants uh, for speaking today and all of the uh, visiting uh, brethren. And also, of course, as always, our, our local brethren. Um, 
Southfield Homes classes uh, Tuesday and Thursday from uh, 6.30 Eastern Standard Time uh, p.m. until 8.30 uh, p.m. And then on Sundays, our Zoom classes are from 11.30 uh, a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And in person uh, are going to be uh, from eight, excuse me, from 11 to one. Uh, is there uh, uh, any announcements about uh, next week in light of Chicago? Check your text one. Oh, okay. One second, this just in, uh, give me one second here. Um, so April 4th class will be the last Zoom class uh, until Tuesday, April 12th due to Chicago. So uh, this upcoming Tuesday, uh, the fourth will be the last class until we return from Chicago, and which will be the next one we'll resume on the 12th. There will not be a class on Thursday. I know a lot of brethren go up on Thursday, so we won't have Zoom uh, this Thursday. All right. That brings it close to our class. We will now have doxology, uh, which is taken from the last uh, book of Jude, the last two verses of the book of Jude. But we all stand in our heart and mind for an axology. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, the Yahshua, the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time and now and ever. Let us all say, hallelujah. 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 hallelujah.